Hello, friends, and welcome in to episode number 23 of March to the Pod. Corey is not happy with the cold, and that is the headline of this episode. <laughs> also, let you know that we are presented by Eternal Roofing, our good friends over there. And today, we're going to talk about how we can get Sam Houston to increase fan engagement. We'll talk about secrets to the success on the hardwood for the men. They, they've done really well. And we're going to take a look at how the the CUSA is overall and is a Cats player the leader right now for Conference USA Player of the Year? That That's possible. We're going to talk about it. I'm your host, Corey Hogue, the non-FBS insider at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Find me on your favorite social media channels at Corey Hogue Sports. It's all one word, C-O-R-Y-H-O-G-U-E Sports. I'm joined by the creator and manager of Sports of SHSU on Twitter and Instagram, the chief operating officer of the Cat Fund, proud Bearcat alum, who is about to hear about how much I hate the cold, Ben Sorrells. Ben, there's cold, right? To me, cold is like 40 degrees, right? It's cold. I I can do cold, right? Whatever this is that came through here, that's some bullshit. Right. I I don't want to do no damn bullshit, man. I am very thankful, though, for the people that do roofing, (laughs) that I don't have to be out in the elements during this bullshit. (laughs) I'm right there with you. I am a Texas boy, born and raised my entire life. And, um, yeah, I do not like the cold. And if I had to do any roof work or construction work, um, it probably wouldn't be me. (laughs) And that's what eternal roofing is able to do. That, that is right. Look, ain't nobody claimed that I'm an alpha, right? Ain't nobody ever confused me for that. I am not get. I have not left my house uh, since it started to get cold, and, and I don't want to until it gets above freezing again. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, taking out the trash, and that's really about it at this point. <laughs> that, that's, that goes out on the on the patio until it warms up. I can get that crab over there, right? <laughs> Somebody will pick it up. Well. Thankfully, I, you know what? I bet if they were here doing the roofing, that Eternal Roofing would pick it up for us. That's that's the kind of people they are over there with Taylor Andrus and company. They do an outstanding job, and we are very honored to have them as sponsors of the podcast. What does Eternal Roofing bring you? They have commercial and residential roofing. If you didn't already know that, welcome. They also have general contracting services, though, and that's what people don't always know about. And they can help you throughout the Hill Country and the Houston area. Give them a call. You won't be disappointed. They're going to have free detailed roof inspections, which in this kind of weather, that's kind of a, a, a pretty good pretty good price, free detailed roof inspection. I would take that. Right now, they're also going to get fast professional service, no high-pressure sales pitch, exceptional warranties on everything there in the hill country give them a call area code 830-251-5673 montgomery office is area code 936-215-8539 and then an email is taylor at eternal roofing tx.com ben uh seriously uh, this it's not a joke man this this cold weather like i i I didn't ask for this shit. I, I didn't tell. ask for this, man. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us did. I, what if I wanted this? I'd have moved. To, God would have had me. I would have been born in Canada. God would have put me in Canada if I was born for this kind of weather. <laughs> yeah, God, you'd be watching some CFL football. God made me a Texan for a reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Same here. And, and part of that reason is this: I, that cold. I could I could do cold thirty two forty. I could do that. This ain't cold, man. This is. It's very cold. That's what it is. Gosh. <laughs> and, and then the wind chill that goes on top of that, right? So not only is it cold and the, the little heat your body does have is struggling to stay on you, then the wind comes through, whips that away, and just makes it that much more miserable. Yeah, I, I don't get the people that say they'd rather have this weather than 105 degrees. Give me the 105 every single day. I'll be just fine. Okay. I'm not one to judge. If you prefer this weather, that's fine. Get your ass up north. Leave me the hell alone. I don't want this weather, man. I know. Yeah, and <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree. I'm done with it. I'm thankful that tomorrow things are starting to pick up a little bit. I think we're getting in the 40s down here in the Houston area. And it's about time. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, it's supposed to get above freezing tomorrow here. I, I cannot wait. I think... Currently, it's 26 and sunny outside, and it probably feels balmy compared yeah. to the last few freaking days around this damn place. Yeah, that 32 was... and sunny here. <laughs> We're living the good life down here. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, <laughs> so it's very interesting that we talk about this, that we start with cold weather, because there are many factors to getting fans to games, right? Many, many factors. And Right now, some of this last week, again, Corey stirs some pots on frickin' social media with some, you know, conversation about attendance at the men's basketball game last week, and I understand. Look, the player, the, the, the students are not in session, I know. This, what we're talking about here, by the way, Ben, it happens everywhere. So when you tell me the students aren't in class, well... Most of the time, they're not at these other schools, too, or they're just getting back into class, right? Like, I don't like that. That's an excuse I don't want to hear. And, and I, I understand attendance is going to drop. Wednesday night, you start at 6.30. People can't make it from work. It's understandable, too. My problem with this is not one night, right? It's not the one game. It's... Sam Houston's really not good at fan support, fan engagement, right? And I look at the numbers, and I'm like, this sucks, guys. What? Let's just go through them. Let's go through what our numbers are for attendance figures, 23-24 so far. Men's basketball averaging 649 per game. And by the way, there was over that announced attendance. There was not that many in the, the Johnson Coliseum. But there was over that announced attendance uh, that night. I don't want to hear it. That's 337th of 367 basketball teams in Division One. That's where you rank. You be happy. You're above UIW. Is that where you want to be? That's this. You're going to see what I'm getting at here in a minute. Women's basketball average of 400. That puts them 301st of 366. Division One schools in women's basketball. Football, 
you, 132nd of 133 FBS schools, only ahead of Akron, averaging 8,298. Soccer, 293 of 349. This is one, these next two, you start to actually get a little better. Uh, right, they averaged 192 people per women's soccer game. That was 293rd. Volleyball attendance, average of 377, was 188th of 345. Average, right? Okay, so what's the problem, Ben? I got the problem, right? Like, I know the problem. The problem is ain't nobody coming to the damn games. And, and it's multi multitude of areas. It's fans, right? It's alums. you got to make it a, a point to come to the game. It's local people. It's also the university. They play a role in this. First off, you got to win, right? That's important if you want fans to come. you got to win. And you also need to do a better do – a, do a job of engaging your, your community, engaging your alums, engaging your students. People will come – you also need to let them know and give them a reason to come is what I've seen. So the problems, fan apathy, I get it. The reasons are all over the place. We could talk about that all day. Not here for to tell you the problems anymore. Not here to tell you the reasons, right? I don't want excuses. That's what reasons are. Ben, we need solutions. And what are solutions that would help help Sam Houston just get to average on every sport at least. Yeah, I think it's – you bring up a lot of good stuff there, and I think it's all reasons people have said why attendance is low, but when it's this low, I mean, it's honestly almost embarrassing, or it is embarrassing at this point. I think it comes down to just getting the little things right. Um, you go to a men's basketball game, there's no media guide. There's no handout there program. There's no uh, band there. There's no cheerleaders. There's no mascot. So it's hard to get excited. Like, if you want to bring your young kid to the game and show them what the atmosphere is like for basketball, St. Houston's probably not the place you're going to go. Doing those little things right. So you're, uh, you're telling well, me there's no band or cheerleaders when students are in session? Yeah, they Well, there were for there was cheerleaders for the last women's basketball game, but every men's game I've been to this year, there has been no band, no cheerleaders, and no mascot, and it was like that way last year as well. During, showed up. during school time, like that's, yeah. Ben, that that that's a crime. That's a crime to these athletes, man. Like they deserve the support, and that's what these. The band, I get it, but this is why you cheer. This is why you're part of the band. This is part of what you're doing. You got to get yourself in there. You, that's the minimum to do. Oh yeah. my God, I was gonna start thinking maybe have like you know a Whataburger super shot or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and I was getting there. And just to continue with the little things is where the parking is at Johnson Coliseum. There's only one gate into the arena if you're a fan, and it's on the other side of the stadium. So you have to not only walk through the parking lot, walk up the big hill or up the stairs, you have to walk all the way around the stadium to the one gate there is, which already makes fans, if you're elderly or not able to walk, I mean, that doesn't help. Well, no, it's not fan-friendly either, Ben. Who is there any part when you've walked around there getting into a basketball game, have you ever thought, man, my university loves me? (laughs) Nothing. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, and and then and then the last little thing is you've got a really nice kind of sweet VIP area that you open up once a year. Well, that's the way it's been the last few years. And um, when you do open it, you put out drinks that people can buy and, and food and concessions and other little things going on. They have a TV in there with the game on. And uh, whenever they open that up, people seem to come. So I think if you can just start to do the little things, you just got to start there. I mean, it's not going to turn overnight, but if you can get the band there, if you can open up the suite you have, if you can have multiple will calls, I mean, um, I think that's really going to be a big help. My goodness, man. If this is an emblematic of like all of our problems around the, this whole dang country today, right? The, the problem, the problem, you'd say little things. Dude, we're talking about the least that you could possibly do. Like, I don't know care for your fans that are coming to the game and your students and make it a little, give them a a way. And if, if you can't move the part, I get that. Right. But why is there not a golf cart for the fans that need a ride or two or three golf carts, right? Going back and forth uh, to get fans up there. There's things you can do. It's called caring, right? You, if you care for others, you're going to treat them like you care for them right now. I don't think anyone there is feeling that the 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 university cares. And that's where it's got to start. They have to change that attitude. Now, how that happens, I don't know if you got that solution. Yeah, and I, like I said, it's not going to be a quick turn. And like you said, the Whataburger, whatever game, or you, you got to have theme nights. you got to have – it has to be an event. You have to go for more than just the basketball game. Um, there needs to be a giveaway. There needs to be a theme night that you can connect to. There needs to be, um, I don't know, whatever it might be, but there needs to be more than just a basketball game there. Because when you show up, there's literally nothing else than a basketball game. Hard is it to say this night is Star Wars night. Dress as your favorite Star Wars character. The winner receives um gift card to something, right? Like, I'm sure you've got a sponsor somewhere, uh, a local business, something that would be like, yeah, I would do that for the home games, you know? Or uh, every – the water shot, do like a water shot or something or uh, some sort of competition. You, Whataburger is notorious for that stuff, right? They yeah. they love to get out. So if you're not doing a Whataburger thing where maybe you get a couple of people there in a halftime, participate in whatever competition you come up with for some free Whataburger coupons, I don't, I, I mean, that that's minimal. That's not even the, the little things. That should be the minimum standard. Heck, I, I see that crap at D2 and D3. Yeah, I mean, even just little stuff like that. I mean, I think all they have right now is um, at halftime they do like a putt contest, and if you win, you get a $20 to an oil change place in town, and that's really about it as far as fan engagement. They'll do one or two little student games. but um, And also, like – Who's in and, charge of that? Who's in charge of bringing more into that? Yeah, and the most recent marketing and engagement person – um, left, and so there was a new one recently hired, and I've heard that's kind of a reason why things haven't been up to par, but even little stuff like having the camera pan to someone in the fan for a, in the stands for a dance cam, or just yeah. little things like that, or kiss cam, like just the most basic stuff you see at a sporting event. I mean, stuff yeah. like that is going to get people engaged. So you're telling me that you don't know the name of your fan engagement person at the at Sam Houston? 
Not right now. It was Jeremy Villanueva, but he recently left at the end of last year. But I And how was it under me. Jeremy? Was it any better? I think it was a little bit. I think we started to see some progress during football season, but obviously he, he still isn't here now. Um, but, I mean, then there was a couple – I think he left by at the end of football season, too. It was about a two-month gap. Let me, between... let, me give you, let me give you what I believe, and then I realize that this opinion gets means absolutely nothing to nobody at Sam Houston or connected with Sam Houston. But the key to finding a marketing director that's going to work – isn't always the one with the best credentials or schooling or things of that nature, right? The first thing they have to do is love Sam Houston and the Huntsville community. That's the first thing they need to do. Because if your marketing person loves the school, loves the community, they're going to love going out there and getting sponsorships and getting these things together. You're going to know who they are because you're going to see them all the time. That's the first key. I, I get it. Schooling's important. You gotta, you gotta have your standards. I'm not saying go hire, you know, Johnny down the street because he loves Sam Houston in Huntsville. Have standards, but your number one number one check box. If, if if this box isn't checked, they should never get through to the hiring process. And it's do you absolutely love Huntsville and Sam Houston? It's got to be that. Yeah, and we'll see where it goes. I'm hoping that we start to see some stuff. I know a couple days ago I saw there was a tailgate plan for the New Mexico State game in a couple of weeks, but that's always been there. There's always been one per year, but um, yeah, tailgating. I mean, there's a lot. How many people get excited about that, really, anymore? Yeah, I mean, for basketball, not really. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a football thing, right? Like, first off, basketball's played in the winter. And I don't know about you, but my butt ain't getting out there right now for no darn tailgate. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, (laughs) and I think this issue kind of really reared its head this last season when Sam Houston got picked to host an NIT game and they gave up the chance to host to go on the road and play at Santa Clara because they didn't have enough workers because it was spring break. Um, and so you sent the team who had just got off a road trip two days later, later to go play their first round NIT game in California. And they won. I mean, hats off to them. But if you get the opportunity to host a postseason game, you should be hosting it no matter what. They make excuses. Uh, and that that's a um, that's a mark on the university. It's not good. It's not good at all. It tells a lot about why Sam Houston isn't uh, where they could be, and uh, where a lo- where a lot of alums honestly feel they should be. So here we go, Ben. Here we go. If you're alums or you're someone here, you listen to this show, and you, you're like, okay, Corey, you still haven't told me what I can do to help this, right? I know I can go to a game, right? But I go. Now, if you're listening to this, a lot of times you're going to these games most likely. What can you do? You can ask these questions. Who's our marketing person? Why don't we have this? Why don't we have that? Why can't we do this? The things that engage fans that fans like, right? Like you could you local teams, right? Like local basketball teams or in around that area of of kids teams, sports teams, 
those are especially basketball teams. You bring those in, man. They they love coming there, right? And then you get those kids up there dancing. You put you put video of them up on the big screen, and then all of a sudden they're happy, right? And you've got to make an environment that's fun, an environment that's exciting, and all I see is an environment that is absolutely dead, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah, and it's a shame, especially for these players that put in a lot of work, and especially, I mean, on the men's side, they've won in a lot of games here recently, and um, I just hope that we can have some people start to show up, especially when uh, we go down the conference stretch run, and we're probably going to be right there in the thick of it. So, I mean, hoping the best for these players because they're the ones who ultimately deserve it the most. Well, yes, they do. They they deserve to have a full house, which means they deserve a university, a marketing marketing department, every part of this to work to make it to where they do have that great experience and to make it to where the fans have a great experience and want to come out. If you don't give a fan a reason to come out, they're not going to come out. Well, number one, you got to win. We established that. That's not always going to happen. But what else are you doing? Right? Do you think these minor league baseball teams that get pretty good attendance are always winning? No, they've got marketing departments. Why don't you go figure out some of the things they're doing that they do in between innings? It's easy to do that in basketball, in between oh, yeah. timeouts and stuff like that. It's it's so simple to do the littlest of things, Ben. Yeah. And Johnson Coliseum isn't that big of an arena, so when you pack it out, uh, I mean, it gets loud. I've, I've been in there a couple times when the attendance has been good, mainly those SFA games back in uh, 18, 19. But when that place gets going, I mean, it's a it's a good home court advantage, and I just wish we could get there more often. Well, so that's it. Start asking why. Ask the people that have the power. If you're like, man, you know, if you see, uh, you see the people in the administration, any of them, you know, all, all of them. From the president on down through athletic director, every part of the administration, when you see them at basketball games, just ask that question. Hey, why don't we have anything going on here? Why can't we? Right? And the more they hear that, the more they're going to go, uh-oh, we need to do something about this. Right? Because right now they just don't see it. You've got to point it out to them if they're not seeing it already. Yeah, we need more Corys out there. You're a why not guy, right? I am not? a why not guy. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. I, why can you not? The only thing holding you back is you. So why yeah. not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> you know, it'd be, you can, I do the same with myself. Why, why not? Why can't you? Why not? Now, I have zero desire to ever be cover anything outside of the state of Texas. I just want to make that known. I don't want to invest whatever time it would take to do national stuff. Yeah. Right? But that doesn't mean that I'm not a why not be the best I could be in the state of Texas. Right? And so that's a constant. It's a constant work. Well, Sam Houston's got to start with a They need a lot of why not people. Yeah. You need more why not people than why why do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I can't. We can't. Why? We don't have money. Go get it. Well, it's not that easy. Why not? Right? Why not? Because you need people. Whose job is it to go talk to these people and get money? Where are they at? Are they sitting in their office? Well, why are they not out there? Right? If you're sitting in your, if you're sitting your rear end in the office, you're not marketing person. Right. You're not hitting the payment. Getting this. It's about relationships. See that? That's the key, Ben. That's why. 
if my marketing person's spending 30 hours in the office every week, they're not doing their job. I agree. And I think we just got to start asking why not. Yeah, and if you're not – That's where we come to the conclusion. (laughs) Face it, man, it's a business. It's a business. And and if you ain't doing your job, you you don't need to have that job anymore. That's just – their standards with the business. You know, I I mean, people don't – we got metrics we have to meet at at Dave Campbell's, right? If you don't meet them, you're not going to end up having a job. Exactly. Right? Like, it's just you got to hold people to the standard and and tell them – Go do it. It it's, reminds me. Here we go. Squirrel found it. So, tell you a story I heard about. Uh, it was Spike Dykes with Sonny Dykes and Dana Holgerson when they were at Texas Tech. They were young GAs at Texas Tech, and this really led to why they are who they are, where they became at here recently, right? Holgerson and, and Sonny were sitting around, and, and Spike walked in and said, what are you doing? Or no, it wasn't Spike. I'm sorry. It was uh, Mike Leach. Mike Leach was the coach then. Mike Leach walks in and says, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're, we're hanging out. He goes, why aren't you – how am I getting better? Your job's to get me players, right? Well, I mean, coach, we don't know where to go. So he, he pulled out a map of the state of Texas, and he drew one giant circle around DFW, and he said, Sonny, you get your ass in there. And you go get me players. And he drew one around the Houston area. And he said, Dana, you get your ass down there and you go get me some players. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out for both of them. But the point that I want to take from that is if you're sitting in your office and your job requires you to do something to engage people to build relationships, which is what marketing is, by the way, is relationship building then why are they sitting their butt in an office? It's a good question. It is a good question. You need to take a pin and circle Bauer Stadium and get people in there, working yeah. them, and then take a pin around Don Sanders, <laughs> get people in there, start working them, and go from there. I got four I got four people. I'm marketing manager, right? You got marketing manager Corey running the Sam Houston department. I don't know what you got. I don't – I have no idea how – and it probably isn't all this easy, but – to me, it, it should be. So here's what you do. You've got four people that work for you every day. My job as the manager is to make sure these four people are out there building their relationships first. And once they're out building their relationships, then it, it's my turn. And I want to know every day, where are you going? Where is your area? I don't know where I'm going. You see this area right here? Go door to door, every house. Give them a flyer, right? Hey, we got a basketball game. We'd love you to come out. Um, Oh my goodness, maybe maybe on every few of these could be like free tickets, you know. It, maybe you hand them a flyer, and if they read it, it says free ticket. Like, you know, they did a little work or whatever it takes, right? Because if you've got an empty gym, where they pay what? You've got seven hundred people. What's the average ticket price been? Seven eight dollars. There you go. So what are you missing out? Right, like you give away free thing, you get them in there. Guess what money? Guess what money you're gonna get from those people? Concessions, yeah. right? So have them open and have them full and have them ready. 
And then when they get there, you treat them like family. You know, one of the best places I go attend is Arlington. I, I love going to watch the Texas Rangers, and, and not just because they won the World Series. I am going to mention that again. Uh, we're on day 76 since they won the World Series. I believe it's 74 days until uh, the first day of baseball again. Just saying. Not that I'm counting. No. I'm just, just saying. But what, make, what makes Globe Life so special is the same thing that made that place across the street special. And people didn't realize this. It was the people. It's the workers. You never, from the time I remember going to the ballpark under this new ownership, right? Once, once this new ownership took over, I have never been to a Texas Rangers game where I haven't been welcomed 150 times by every worker I see. You go up the escalator, escalator attendant, welcome to Globe Life. Welcome, hope, enjoy the game. It doesn't take nothing, right? People feel good about that. When they leave, safe travels. Have a safe trip. Thanks for coming. It was good to see you. My goodness, man, right? Like that, that's simple, simple things. And and it it's things that just don't happen at so many places, and I never understand why. Yeah, and at the end of the day, the more people you can get the door, I mean, the better atmosphere you create, and the better chance you got to win, which ultimately makes you the most money. So yeah, I mean, it all it all goes around. <laughs> I know sometimes you think tickets are where it's at, but it, it's not because guess what? Bring them in there. You have your concession stand set up, and, and you could even bump up concessions a, a dollar or two maybe because you didn't charge them a ticket, and then have also have souvenir stands with things that are reasonably priced up to whatever jerseys or, you know, something like that. Give give all fans a chance to walk away with something that is Sam Houston that night, right? Yeah. That's, it's a complete experience from the moment you park to the moment you leave. you got to have it all. Yes, yeah. And if you've got golf carts over there driving, you've got friendly people, find friendly people, to get on the golf carts and drive them over. Hey, folks, welcome. How you doing? It's good to see you. Thanks for coming to the game. Spark up a conversation. Now, if the people are quiet, then shut your hole and drive them to the door, right? Like it's <laughs> Corey says it in such a, a wonderful manner, doesn't he? Just right to the point. <laughs> yeah, I am a no-nonsense about that stuff. But that those are the things, Ben. Like we always talk, What can this is what they can do. And if you're a person with the ability to talk to and see these people, you should be asking them that if you want Sam Houston to be better, ask them why not. Yeah. And don't take – when they give you their excuse, you ask – you give them a way around it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we just we, – we don't have – why is the band and cheerleaders not here? Ah, well, you know, we don't – why not? Why can't you? Right? Why? Why you're telling me they're not contracted to come? They should be at basketball games. There should be a pep band. It should yeah. be a scholarship, right? Like you, you. But these people, it matters because when you come to a, a gymnasium that's got a band and it's got cheerleaders, people kind of enjoy that a little bit more. Yeah, and it just adds to the atmosphere. I mean, and that's what you're ultimately trying to do. I want to say at Midwestern State, I was a little impressed. The cheerleaders. There were still cheerleaders at games, even with students out. Yeah. I mean, it's right? like that every, every game you see on TV. Yeah. Well, not at Sam. 
and we got to, and they got to figure out like that. This is something you got to, they're not going to change. Here's another thing I want to say. They're not going to change unless you keep pushing them and asking them, right? Because if you accept it and you don't ask them the questions, they're never going to, they're never going to feel the need to change. Yeah. So that's just, that's just how it is. That's, that's life. Right? You, you've got to force. Yeah. So let's get to forcing them. What do you say? All right. <laughs> moving on. We are a podcast on the Republic of Football Network and an extension of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Please like and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on various social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at March to the pod. That's the word March, the number two, the pod, all one word. Again, it's a theme here. And a special shout out to those watching us on the Dave Campbell's YouTube page. We appreciate you and we appreciate everyone who listens we also appreciate eternal roofing, and I, I want to take a moment here to just tell you, when it comes to loving Sam Houston, Taylor's one of those guys that loves Sam Houston. There is no doubt about that. You talk to him for 30 seconds, you figure that much out. We I told you earlier about their roofing ability, and I didn't get much into their general contracting, so I'm going to do that for you now. They can paint the interior, exterior of your home or business, install your gutters or garage doors. They can install floors, any woodworking you need, crown molding, shelf, repair sheetrock if you have, you know, an accidental hip, go through one or something. And, Ben, it's January. It is never too early, Ben, to start planning for next Christmas uh, and if you, you if you're planning now, it's time to start budgeting so that Eternal Roofing can put your Christmas lights on. Yeah, they'll put them up, take them down, make sure they're up the right way. So yeah, we're it's crazy to talk about, but it's something to look ahead to because they can do that among everything else you just talked about. They jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, look, it's never too early to plan for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it might get cold. I don't know how much you, you'll want that. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll think about the summer for now. No, I didn't say I was going to go out and, outside the house and do any of this planning. This planning could be pen to paper right now. <laughs> that's, what they're the, that's what they're there for. That's for sure. That's, that's right. They're there to get out in the cold and put them up and take them down for us during the next winter season. And if you need that, you need any of their contracting services, give them a call. The Montgomery office, you can give them a call there. Area code 936-215-8539. Hill Country, area code 830-251-5673. And you can email taylor at eternalroofingtx.com. Man, man. Uh, you know, I've been watching the Cats basketball team. That's a fun team to watch here. They won two more. They won three in a row in Conference USA. Uh, Cat, Cat fans today, that account, I know he's having a hard time right now. Like, they're having a really tough time over at Cat fans, you know. And so I, I don't like piling on, but I'm going to for just a second here. Um, today they said that one of the other places, one of the other sites – had Sam Houston as the number one team in the power rankings. Yeah. And I, I couldn't help but think, <laughs> duh. I mean, they do lead the conference, and they've they've beaten two of the better teams in conference, or what some of the people think are better teams, right, in conference. Uh, they, they WKU, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech. If I told you right now Sam Houston would be 3-0 and in men's basketball and conference play, 
you probably would have tried to place a bet against me. Probably, I would have been very excited. That would have been my first reaction. But that, <laughs> that, like that I'd be happy. That'd be a little bit farther down the list, but maybe I would have done that. I would have been very excited, and I am very excited about the way this first week and a half has gone for the Cats. The team looks good, and there's reasons for that. And, and it's not really secrets, but we're going to call it secrets because Ben is the guy that can expose everyone's secrets. So Ben, <laughs> if Ben enjoyed hearing that one. So <laughs> one of the things, Ben, I think the first thing we're going to look at here is non-conference schedule. It was tough. It was brutal. It's a big reason why our cats are 10-8 and 8 right now. It's also a big reason why they're three and zero in lead conference USA right now. It is, yeah. It was a very tough non-conference schedule. I mean, you go to Arizona State, you go to Ole Miss, you go to Texas Tech, Grand Canyon, play a pretty good Utah Valley team, go to Missouri State. I mean, it was truly a grinder, and uh, I think you kind of have to schedule that way. I mean, conference USA, it might be the tenth, eleventh, twelfth best league, but it's still probably a one big league, so. The only season that really counts is the back half of the year, which is your conference season, and that's what you want to get ready for. You took your lumps. You took the bruises. It wasn't pretty. Had a lot to figure out under a new head coach and a a very new team, but um, I think you got to figure it out at the right time and firing on all cylinders, and you look good, and I think those bumps and bruises the first month or two are really starting to pay off now. They really are, and where they're showing up is in the last four minutes of these conference games. And I went through and kind of broke down. I wanted to, I wanted kind of a, a point to say, this is where the finishing time is. So we start at four minutes, right? When you get to that under four timeouts, we'll say four minutes is crunch time of a basketball game from four minutes down. What we've seen from the cats is tremendous coaching and execution from the players during this law tech. They led by six, 72-66 with four minutes left. Every time the the men texters scored, the Cats answered. Every single time the men texters scored, the Cats had an answer. That's big. That's how you do that. That's how you keep teams from getting in, right? That's how you keep them from getting closer. They score, okay, we score. You let them get that defensive stop, they can get momentum. Okay, and then they saw that happen. Western Kentucky, they led by four, 66-62, four minutes left. There were six lead changes in the last four minutes or three minutes. Six lead changes in the final three minutes, right? And then Sam Houston took control with 14 seconds left, showed that everything they had there in that non-conference schedule really came to play against Western Kentucky at home right there because that was a team they just they couldn't quite put away Ben. Right, and that was a team that was on an eight-game win streak coming into that game, and that was a really big win that you really needed, and I think that night showed that, and it wasn't the first time he had done it this year, but Jaden Ray is, I mean, Lamar Wilkerson might be your star scorer, but Jaden Ray's really turned into a closer, um, whether that be handling the ball, scoring it. He had five points there in the last minute. He's had a couple of game winners in his career, and to have that at the point guard position in the final minute of the game and a guy you can really rely on, I think it's a big reason why they've been able to pull out these close wins on the stretch. He's got the three C's, and I just thought of it. Calm, cool, and confident. That's what he has, and that's what he shows. And, and that's why when you have a point guard, that's your leader down the floor, that's calm, cool, and confident, 
Everybody else is going to play that way. So yeah. he is, and that's what you're seeing there. And I, I, I got to tell you, Ben, them winning the way they did, I, I was a little felt to me watching that game that Sam Houston should have been up by even more. Right. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple big threes that Western Kentucky hit. I think they hit probably four threes in the final four minutes and a couple blown defensive assignments, but you found a way to make up for it. And it was definitely a game where you led by six, eight points most of the night. So could have been more, but at the end of the day, a win's a win, and you're glad that you come out with the W. And another thing that I want to hit on, too, is uh, not a lot of wins in the non-conference, but you beat Louisiana Tech, who may be the best team in the conference. And so to get that confidence, I mean, just like the same thing in football, once once you figure out how to win, it's a big deal. And a member of the team this year that was on the team last year, uh, won't say if it's coach or player, but has been on both teams. And they said, after we beat Oklahoma last year, to open the year, we walked into every gym expecting to win. And I think now that they've got these window, wins under their belt, they're expecting to win and they know they can. So I think it's almost a mindset shift they've got now, too, that they've shown they can do it. And that's the mindset you have to have. It's that confidence that you have walking into that building, and they showed it. Middle Tennessee State, they were leading 49-46 with four minutes left. By the way, that was a pesky, dang Middle Tennessee State team. They would not go away. Uh, also pesky Western Kentucky, but we knew they were. I was a little surprised to see Middle Tennessee was as pesky as they were. Tied at 49 with two minutes and 46 seconds left, Ben, and the Cats go on an 11-2 run to finish the game. They just took it over down the stretch. That win of the three of them might tell us more about where they are mentally right now as a team, like you were saying. Right, exactly. And that was the Middle Tennessee team that was projected by some to win the conference in the preseason, but they've had some really big injuries. But it's hard to win on the road, regardless of who you're playing. And, yeah, made some winning plays down the stretch. And it was a game where I think you were shooting 24% from the field at halftime. I think you ended up shooting in the low 30s for the game, but you won it by rebounding the ball. I think you out-rebounded them by 10 to 12. And so um, – Finding ways to win ball games in a different way when you're not putting up almost 80 points a night. I mean, that, that's a big thing you got to do. Also, defense and rebounding. That that's it. It doesn't take a night off, right? If your defense takes a night off, it's because your effort took a night off. If your rebounding takes a night off, it's because your effort took the night off. Defense and rebounding are effort. It's what it is. It's effort and communication. You do those two things, you play defense. And and rebound in basketball. If you don't, you, you're going to have trouble because offense isn't always going to be there. Your shot is not there every night. So the only consistent thing you can count on is yourself because of your effort, and yeah. that's that's going to be the key. Looking ahead, this they don't play again until Saturday. This week. they have yeah. they have a little time off. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's, it would have been hard to go back-to-back, go in Middle Tennessee to Liberty, two road games in three days, and that's a tough stretch. Um, so I think it's a good thing there. You can kind of refocus before another big road game. And then also you've got two of your star guys that are still kind of dealing with injuries. Lamar Wilkerson, we know his wrist isn't 100%. You can give that a week to heal up. Cam Hoofner and continue to have him heal up, get back into the swing of things. He's starting to look more like himself. So I think if you give him a little bit of time to rest and then you go on the road before you come back for two more, I think it's a good thing. 
Yeah, this is this is a Liberty team that they go on the road for that has lost all three games to start conference. I know we're going to talk a little more about that later, uh, but does that make this game even more? Is this? Let me put it this way: Is this a chance where Sam Houston? can go in there and maybe take advantage of a Liberty team that do they have a, they have another game. They play an FIU right at home uh, before they play Sam Houston. So the question is, if they were to lose to FIU, is this a time when Sam Houston can take advantage of a team that's just not able to find their way right? I think so, and I think you're catching them at a good time when you got a week off. They go Thursday to Saturday, and I think it's a huge game. If you can win this game, you're 4-0, and you're coming back home for two games. And I mean, this is, team has shown they can play well at home, and you're 4-0 coming back home for two games. You're starting to hit the middle of conference run where you could be in a pretty good spot. I mean, starting to create maybe some separation. So it's a really big game before you come back home for two more. Any road game you win in basketball is massive. And you're expected to win home games. But those road games, those are hard to do in college basketball. They just are. Yeah, it's – I mean, I feel like everywhere around the country, I mean, it's the home yeah. team winning. And even in the Vegas odds, it's like a five-point swing to the home team, which is a lot. I mean, it's three to five points almost everywhere. Yeah, and, and sometimes the environment – you go up to Gonzaga – Right, that's an easy five-point swing because of how good they are. Right, you go to Duke, it's another easy five-point swing. Like these places that get these environments, you do swing it, which, oh my goodness, ties right back into the first segment, fan engagement. You start getting the fans out there, and maybe some of these, um, maybe some of these really close um, games that we have, like where, you know, they looked better than Western Kentucky. They just couldn't seize onto some of that momentum they were getting, maybe because there was no crowd pushing them, helping them, cheering them, you know, those things. It can add those extra points. That's where they come in, and that's why it's important tying it back into the first segment to have the people there. Yeah, and there are some really good environments in Conference USA. Western Kentucky's been packing out their arena. I've watched Louisiana Tech and Liberty play on ESPNU um, on Sunday. That was a really good environment. So they're going to walk into some hostile environments here in the league, and hopefully we could become one of those as well here soon. I hope so. All you got to do is have a why not person in there. Uh, speaking of why not, Ben, we need an update on that cat fund. How are things going? Yeah, doing doing well. We uh, Obviously, we got basketball working. We've got a, uh, a, a member meeting kind of, Thing before the UTEP game on the 27th where you can come early and we'll have some refreshments and some players and coaches there you can meet. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some good stuff going on. Obviously, baseball is starting up here soon, so getting that in the works here as well in the next couple weeks. So, yeah, definitely moving forward and things are going good. So if people want to be a part of that, they go to cat-fund.com or cat-fund.com, depending on how you want to say that, and people can get in there for as low as $10 a month. So it's really the place for every fan where you can go 
and and you know help support these athletes and you should also help support them by putting your rear in the in the seats yeah do it both ways little 10 bucks a month and all money goes back to the players directed back to them can't do any better than that and i want to we want to give our friends over at eternal roofing another shout out uh, they do a tremendous job and we're really really proud and and, and to be to be partnered with them on this podcast Told you a couple things about them already, but let me tell you, they use certain certainty shingles. They're known for their weather resistance. They look, they last forever. They look great, and, and the Turner Roofing always—they're all—they're also, I should say, specialists in commercial roofing. They have the ability to accommodate your HVAC system, any other roof equipment, while ensuring minimal disruption to your operations during the installation or repair. And again, I've I've told you a few times today about Eternal Roofing. Don't take it from me. Go to the website, eternalroofingtx.com. Go look at their gallery. Look, Search around their site. You'll be impressed. They do fantastic work. In the Hill Country, you can give them a call, area code 830-251-5673. The Montgomery office is area code 936-215-8539. Three nine and as always you can email Taylor Taylor T A Y L O R at Eternal Roofing TX dot com. Ben, we move into the last part of this podcast here. And uh I think I think it's time we're we're just beginning. We're not we're not quite to halfway point of conference season, obviously. But it's time to start looking at maybe early betting favorites. For uh, CUSA Men's Basketball Player of the Year, and uh, you think one of the cats right now is leading the way? Yeah, I think if he's not leading the way, he's definitely second or third. But uh, yeah, Lamar Wilkerson. I mean, I think we all know what he did to, to start the year in the non-conference play and how good he was. But he's really taken it to just another level that we've really never seen from him since conference play started. Averaging 24 points per game, shooting it at about 50% from the field and from three. Um, usually guarding the other team's best guard. So he's a guy that can do it on both ends and uh, just really filling it up. He's led the team in scoring all three games in conference play. scored 20-plus in every single game. He's going to defend your best guard and shut them down. Um, so does it on both ends of the floor for the top team in the conference at this point. And, I mean, to me, I think he'd be my vote for conference player of the year um, three games in and so far this season. Well, I can't disagree. Uh, he has been a big part of what the Cats have done, especially in the last four minutes of those games uh, to take over, and he was really, really big against Middle Tennessee, and you could tell the uh, announcers just knew what they were watching was a, somebody about to take over. <laughs> they tried to be Homer, but they couldn't. They knew that was coming. Yeah, and, I mean, he scored pretty much half of our points. He scored 27 of the 60. Um, against Middle Tennessee, so I mean, talk about carrying your team to a victory. I mean, that's pretty much what he did at at, uh, at Middle Tennessee. That's pretty good. So I want to, I want to go. We look, Liberty sucks right now, right? They're zero and three, and and yeah. we need to get into looking at uh, maybe a little bit of this. What they lost to Grand Canyon this year at home, okay? But Grand Canyon, that's a decent team, right? They did beat St. Andrews 99-26. I say that because you have no idea who St. Andrews is. That's my wife's uh, college that she went to before she went to Princeton for uh, seminary. She went to St. Andrews. It is a Presbyterian college. 
there you go. And they got beat 99-26. I probably am not going to have good dinner. Alabama, they went on, they played Alabama, they lost 101 to 56. And they haven't been the same since, right? Like they beat a boys team, but man, they lost to Western Kentucky on the road by two. That's not bad. But then they lose by 10 to a Jacksonville State team that's surging that we'll talk about a little bit. And then they went and lost, again, it's tough to win on the road. They took Louisiana Tech to overtime. Is this a Liberty team that we should be concerned about or a Liberty team that is right there on the verge of still being what we thought they would be? Yeah, it's. I think it's a team, if you're a Liberty fan, you got to be very concerned about. You started the year extremely hot. You beat a good Furman team. You beat Wichita State. You beat a good Vermont team. Um, you started really hot winning your first four or five games, but since then, I mean, you're a 500 or below 500 team. And the thing that really worries, not worries me, but you're a Liberty fan, you got to be concerned about is Ken Palm has them as the second shortest team in all of college basketball. Their average lineup that they put on the floor is six, two and a half, um, which at this level isn't going to compete. That's and barely so, taller than me. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of why this is starting to show is they're not able to be as physical, especially in conference play when things get really physical and really tough. Um, I think that's a big reason why they've struggled. And so it's, I think it's a game we should win on Saturday. And even though they were projected to win the league, I think they're really vulnerable right now. See, I, I don't know that it's a game that Samuelson should win yet. I'm not ready to put it in that category. I am, re- I am ready to say that. Those three games in Conway where they took care of Furman, Wichita State, Vermont, they were playing really good basketball early. Uh, Since then, though, any good teams they've played, they lost to Grand Canyon. They they did win at Utah Valley, 79-63. That's one that sticks out to me a little bit as maybe they're not as bad. And the fact is, look, they battled the Hilltoppers on, on the road to within two. That's not that's not a bad outcome. Jacksonville State at home, I don't know what the heck happened. Yeah, right? It's it's very up and down. Yeah. yeah. So who knows what you're gonna get? I think that's one of those teams you've got to be concerned about going in if you're Sam Houston because they don't look like they can bite, but they can bite pretty pretty hard. Yeah. I mean when they're at their best, they certainly can. It just depends on what team you're gonna get and Hopefully, St. Houston shows up like they had the first three games, and if they do, I think it's a game they should win, but um, not a game that I think it's a guarantee that they're going to win. Here's the key, though. If Sam Houston gets up, gets on a little bit of a run, they get out to a little bit of a lead early on in that game, they have got to put their foot on the throat in the second half. You can't – because if you give this team a chance to get back in it, they're dangerous. But yeah. if you get them down a little bit with how they're how they are mentally – Right now, they're a little bit fragile. If if they get down a little bit, you put your foot down there and accelerate it a little more, they'll likely not want to play you anymore that day. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And you don't want to chance anything when you're playing on the road in college basketball. No, it is not easy. But any win, you boy, if they could win that one, get start off 4-0 with two straight on the road, um, it's really good. And the other thing is they – to see them keep improving, right, and knowing that they have to keep getting better every game because if not, man, this conference is going to bite you. Yeah, it is. And I think the one thing that I want to see is David Barnes and Lamar Wilkerson go off at the same time. I mean, 
seen a lot of games this year where it's one or the other. I think they need to row in the same direction in, in games. I think you're going to have to do that um, to win games here down the stretch. And, um, yeah, it's a conference that has kind of been all over the place to start, just to kind of hit on the conference in general. I mean, we talked about Liberty, and then next school I think you have to talk about is Jacksonville State, school that was picked eighth, was off to a pretty good start there, two and one. Um, Middle Tennessee, one of the favorites in the preseason, is 0-2, really struggling. UTEP is 0-2. They were kind of picked towards the top of the league. Um, FIU is 2-1, and and then New Mexico State, you don't know what you're going to get with them, a team that's still trying to figure it out with Coach Hooten over there. I think they're getting better, but, um, yeah, it's a really wide-open league, and I think it's it's anybody's league at this point. And you keep winning games, I mean, you keep putting yourself in the driver's seat to maybe win the regular season. Yeah, I was looking at Jacksonville State's schedule, and and there are there's some some game. Look, they lost to Wisconsin and Madison by 15. That's not a bad loss. I would take that one. They I were close this, down the stretch there for a while too. Yeah, and then they they took care of FIU by seven. They went on the road to Liberty, won by ten. Uh, they did lose at, at WKU, but again, we know that's a good Western Kentucky team. I, I I'm not sure what we have with Jacksonville State yet. Uh, but they're definitely better than what we thought they would be. Yeah, and they've got a guy that might be my – outside of Lamar Wilkerson, who might be the leader for conference play of the year in Kai Kai Tandy. I mean, he's a guy averaging 25 a game in conference play. I think he's second in the league in scoring. So, um, yeah, they've got a dude just like us. And, I mean, he can really fill it up, and they're a team that can fill it up at times. And they're a little dangerous. You need a marketing director to get Wilkerson's name out there for player of the year, man. That's what yeah, marketing. We got to come up with a slogan or something. Yes, that's what they do. That's what marketing people are for. Ben, thank you so much, man. This has been another fun time. I hope you hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's been a fun one as always. As always, and we want to thank you, all the people who are listening and watching us. Without you, none of this craziness is even possible. Uh, and again. Let us know. Let let me know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about. If this stuff is interesting to you, by all means, let's keep talking about it. Until next time, Ben, take us out with one of them W's up there in Virginia. Yep. Eat them up, cats, and why not go 4-0 to open up conference play? It's all about why not.